Today I'm talking about the COVID vaccine because it is something that you have been asking me lots of questions around. So I'm going to be chatting a little bit about that and basically sharing with you a really simple framework that you can use to make really empowered, awesome medical decisions for you and your body. So let's get on with the show. Welcome to The Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up, are feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezia Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. So in this episode, we are talking about the COVID vaccine. And really, this whole episode is just in response to lots of questions I've had from you. So this is all going to be about um, the COVID vaccine. And really, I'm just using that as an, as an example of how you can make really empowered medical decisions for yourself. So the goal is that the end of this episode, you'll just have an idea of the, a bit of a framework that you can use to really make the best decision for you, your body, your life, and where you're at. Okay, so uh, a bit of a juicy one. I do have a couple of, uh, I do lay a couple of clear foundations and ground rules at the start of this one before I dive in. Because to be honest, this wasn't an episode that I was like, yeah, I definitely want to record this because uh, it just feels like for some reason it's kind of controversial. And I have a lot of controversial opinions, but often I like to keep them in my small circles. (laughs) And this podcast, as I am learning each week, is not a small circle, guys. Like, you listen to this all across the world. Who who knew? <laughs> who knew? And there's like thousands and thousands of downloads. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode is really helpful for you. And, you know, before you switch off and be like, oh, Kezi's just going to be talking about nonsense, anti-vaccine, blah, 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 blah. No, that really actually isn't my goal with this. I do share with you my decisions and my opinion and my biases in this as an example, but I really actually genuinely would love to help you just create a bit of a framework for making your own medical decisions for your own body and your own health. That is the end goal of this. The goal of this episode is not to get you to do what I do. The goal of this is to get you to make really informed decisions about your health. That's that's the goal because then you'll feel really good about them and you'll be like, yes, I made this decision and I'm so glad I made this decision because of this, this and this. That's the goal. Um, so that is what we're talking about today, which should be fun. Um, in other news, um, anyone else just constantly picking blackberries? I mean, I literally have stained fingers because <laughs> thankfully my son loves it as well. So it's our current activity. Basically through all of September, the main thing that I do with my children is pick blackberries. So uh, just been doing that. I'm sure my son is just giving himself the runs because he's just constantly <laughs> eating <laughs> fruit, constantly eating blackberries off the bushes near our house. So we've been doing that. And then I've basically been doing that and then seeing clients. That's kind of been my life. And obviously parenting, you know, that I mean, that's, that goes without saying. Um, uh, but yeah, just seeing clients. Um, I am now fully booked until October. So if you do want to work with me, go to keziahall.com forward slash book and we could get started in October, but I'm booked up till now. But I know in October, I think I have two spaces free because I have other clients that I'll stop working with and then, you know, some spaces free. So that has been fun in terms of just going through some lab tests and some hormone testing. I had a client actually um, come back. Her hormone tests came back 
And her main issue with coming to me was just essentially burnout, really fatigued, really tired. And then also, especially around certain points in a cycle, you know, just feeling wildly depressed and not herself at all. So we did a gut test and we did hormones tests. And obviously we were expecting the hormones test to be way more out of balance. And yeah, there was some imbalances there around testosterone and cortisol production. It was actually, surprise, surprise, it was her gut that was the biggest mess shall we say, in terms of the ecosystem and pathogenic activity. So that always, the more I work with clients, the more tests that I run, the more stuff that I do, the more I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, yes, obviously your hormones are super important, but gut health really is everything, which is why this week I'm ordering my own stool test. It's probably been like four years since I ran. I haven't ran one basically since I've had children. Um, So I am wondering if I might have a parasite actually which is a whole other episode in itself um so I'm gonna run my own uh lab test and I'm sure you'll get all the juicy (laughs) details of it here on the podcast so I'll be doing that as long as ordering all the other ones for my clients so that's been happening I've been wrapping up with a couple of clients as well which is also one client again another client who came to me kind of with burnout and hormonal imbalances but really to be honest just totally knackered like really struggling with fatigue and just struggling to eat you know because it's a vicious circle when you're tired it's like I'm tired but I want to eat better but I'm too tired to eat better and sugar gives me energy but I'm too tired like it just kind of cycles on like that so We've been working together. Her energy is doing a lot better. She now feels like she has the energy to start exercising again. So she's like joining the gym. We helped her um, reduce her stress levels. Um, She's lost like over a stone, a stone and a half in weight. She's waking up feeling better. You know, we've really done as much as we can to um, just build that resiliency back in so that she can feel good. She's taking more pride in her appearance. She's fitting into old jeans. She's, you know just everything. And that's why I love doing what I do as a holistic nutritionist. It's not just like just the amount of weight loss. I mean, very rarely is just about weight loss, but it's about your energy. It's taking pride in your appearance. It's about having help in your house. It's about dealing with stress. It's the whole thing. And when you deal with the whole thing, everything changes. Like how you look is different. How you feel is different. How you wake up is different. Your relationship shift, your, how you, like everything changes especially when you have more energy especially when you're feeling good you know all of this stuff so I'm so proud of this client and hopefully um we, I'm gonna have a couple of clients on the podcast as well which I think would be really fun so that should be coming before Christmas a couple of client episodes with real life clients kind of sharing their experience so that should be really fun so I've just started with a bunch of new clients I'm wrapping up some work with old clients picking blackberries <sighs> I mean, that's basically it, to be honest. That's kind of my life. <laughs> I was at a really cool conference last week, actually, which is exciting. Obviously, it was online, but it was still fun. These things happening, learning all about mitochondria uh, and basically energy production, environmental toxins, all these things. So that was so fun um, because I know my uh, my strength as a practitioner is in the fact that I'm always learning and always looking for new patterns and looking at the data and you know really working on my own professional development because then it essentially means that's partly why my clients see results much quicker and faster and with more ease and joy because I'm willing and I actually enjoy all that geeky stuff so yeah that's fun that is what's been going on in my life clients blackberries geeking out and oh and at the weekend, guys, I slept for 12 hours. Yep. It was, it was glorious. 
yeah, obviously I woke up several times in the night because of three children. But in general, I think I actually slept solidly from like nine until five, which is a miracle. And then, you know, children, blah, 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 blah. But then I slept until nine again. So essentially my little aura ring told me I got 12 hours of sleep. I mean, I felt like a different woman that day. It was so good. Anyway, I am rambling now. Let's get on with today's show. So I'm guessing if you listen to this podcast, you probably would like more energy, a flatter belly, you'd like to improve your digestion, deal with those wonky, uncomfortable hormones, maybe support your skin, improve your mood and mental health and really start to feel better. I'm guessing. That must be why you're listening to the podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I want to let you know that the top, the stuff I talk about here on the podcast is what I talk to my clients about all the time. As a holistic nutritionist, my job is to help you cr- and create a really personalized approach so that you can see results so much quicker. Because chances are you're probably trying, like you're trying to make those dietary changes. You've maybe bought some supplements, you've made a couple of shifts, and maybe you've seen a bit of progress. But if you're feeling really stuck and frustrated and like you've no idea why you're not feeling better, why isn't your belly flat? Why are you bloated? Why are your bowels just embarrassing? Why is your skin a mess? Why is your hormones just all over the place? Why are you so much more anxious than you were? Like, you know, what is really going on? Because chances are you probably are putting more effort into your health than, you know, Mr. Joe Bloggs or, you know, Bob down the street, but you're not feeling the results and maybe you're actually feeling worse. If that's the case, then I would love to work with you. I always have space for some new clients each and every month, and I would love to work with you over my three or four month program where we create a really personalized and bespoke plan. And look, I have worked with thousands of clients. I'm a holistic nutritionist. This is what I'm trained to do. I studied a long time. I've had a lot of clinical hours in this profession, and I know I'm super confident that I could help you. And if not, I could probably refer you on to someone who could. So if you're looking to make change, if you're just not wanting to just do like 15 quote unquote healthy things, but really learn about your body and know what are the simple and strategic things that you can do to see results, to get more energy, better digestion, better hormones and skin in the next couple of weeks, then I'd love to chat with you on the phone. So if you want to find out more, if you're on the fence, if you want to find out what this program looks like, then go to keziahall.com forward slash book. That's just a book in a Zoom call. These are totally chilled, in formal, like zero stress calls where we just talk over Zoom. I'll ask you a couple of questions and I just find out what's going on with your health and we can chat about what tests might be helpful, what your program might look like. And you can get a good idea of if working with me is the right fit for you. It's no like crazy sales technique, just like a nice chilled chat. You can bring a cup of tea if you want. So if you're interested in working with me, I can only take on a limited number of clients at a time, but I do have space right now head to keziahall.com forward slash wait. Also, if finance is an issue, know that I offer four and six month payment plans as well. So this makes it a much more affordable monthly um, kind of rate to work together. Um, So if you are interested, head to keziahall.com forward slash book, book in your call. We'll chat through all your questions, drink a cup of tea and the calls themselves. It's a bit like the podcast apart from, you know, you can answer back. (laughs) 
which is helpful. I know that booking a call with some random person on the internet can feel a bit weird. So honestly, it's just a wee chat. It'll be great. Um, book your call and we can chat about working together and we could start working with each other within the next couple of weeks. We could run some labs. We could find out what's happening in your body and you could finally feel so clear and so calm and peaceful, really knowing that your health is going to change, that the effort you put in is going to yield a results because that's just happened. What That's just what happens when you work with me. Okay. So if you're interested, kezyourhall.com forward slash book and we can speak soon. So this episode is a bit of a Q&R, Q&A, question and response, because this is something that I've been asked about a lot. And I think a lot of people are interested, for whatever reason, in my response. So this episode, I understand, is a bit controversial and can be very emotive and cause a lot of reactions. And and this topic of the COVID vaccine can be quite reactive. So my goal here in this episode is to... um, share with you the framework that I use for making medical decision decisions for myself to try and encourage you and hopefully help you when it comes to making your own decisions. I don't, this, the aim of this podcast isn't to tell you what to do, um, but it's to share with you how I make medical decisions. And um, because I'm not actually very strongly pro or against, if that if that makes sense. I actually generally live in the grey middle when it comes to medicine, like uh, conventional medicine. There's some great strategies and help, and I'm so grateful for it. But it's actually, um, I I like to have a more of an empowered approach to it, and um, to really think things through. I like my questions to be answered before I you know, implement anything, if that makes sense. So the goal of this episode isn't to give you advice. The goal of this episode is to get you thinking, to get you making empowered decisions that feel really good for your body, okay? So what I'm going to do with that, I'm going to share with you just some of the questions that I ask when it comes to making medical decisions that hopefully will really help you when it comes to making your own decisions, whether maybe you've been holding off on the COVID vaccine and you're not quite sure. Maybe you have another something else happening in your life and you're being offered certain routes of treatment and and you're just not quite sure what to do. Hopefully this episode will help you to navigate through those waters and really give you the confidence and the courage that you need to ask the questions that you need to ask and make the right decision for you and for your body. Um, So I hope, I think this should be helpful. And again, this is something that lots of people have been asking me. So to be honest, a part of me didn't want to record an episode on this because I'm aware that people can be so mean, (laughs) to be honest, with other people that they disagree with. Um, And I think that's really sad. I think um, we can disagree on stuff and still be kind to each other. So I know that you might be listening to this and you might disagree with me and you might have a strong, um, you might strongly disagree and feel very reactive, maybe very angry, very whatever it is. So I just really encourage you to whatever feeling comes up um, for you to really explore that and question it and delve into that. It's not to say that that's wrong. It's just to really own um, how the response you have, if that makes sense. So a couple of important things to talk about before we dive in. So I'm going to share with you again, the framework I use, and then I will also share with you my, what I've decided to do. Again, I'm not sharing with you my own choices as advice 
for you. I'm just sharing with you, okay, I take all these questions, I take this process, what has that looked like for me? How do I personally apply it? And I will be addressing my own biases, my own views and beliefs and these kind of things, because a lot of these decisions are infused not just with quantitative data, they're also infused with intuition and our own biases and experience and all of these kinds of things. So that's a little bit about what I'm going to explain. So first thing is I would... I'm very happy to um, answer questions on this and chat about this online or via email, but I just would ask to everyone to be kind. And in general, a lot of media, a lot of social media news, a lot of messaging that we have in the world actually encourages us to be quite unkind about <laughs> these things. Um, you know, and the so-called anti-vaxxers can be really aggressive to the people who have had a vaccine and, and essentially everyone can be left feeling really judged and less than. People that don't vaccinate feel like alone and isolate. People that do vaccinate feel like the other people are judging them and that they're idiots and they've not thought it through and it's just, it's just be kind. And also know that the majority of people I interact with all have the same goal. We all want each other to be healthy and happy and to not die unnecessarily. <laughs> so we can all agree. You might not agree with anything, any of my personal choices and views. That's fine. But you can agree that we can agree that both me and you probably have the same goal in that we want people to live long, healthy, ideally happy lives, don't we? So when people generally make whatever decision people make around you, unless they're a total psychopath, chances are they're making it because they believe for whatever reason that it's going to help with this end goal, help keep them healthy and happy, help keep their family, their community healthy and happy. We all essentially want the same thing. Nobody wants people dying unnecessarily. Like n Nobody wants that. And I, I feel like in this whole COVID conversation and in general, that sometimes gets missed that essentially most people are really wanting the same thing, but we all obviously have different ideas of how to create that. Um, and that's sometimes where the confusion and the judgment and the harshness can come in. So um, just be kind and be aware that we essentially all want the same things. Death is not something we want preemptively for anybody or ill health even, <laughs> not even death, just not being well. Nobody wants that. So also I am a holistic nutritionist. I am a practitioner. I work with clients on a daily basis. I'm not an, a virologist. I'm not an expert. I don't have a PhD in viral mutations. I just, I'm not a biochemist. I'm a holistic nutritionist. So that's what I do. That's the parameters. So this is all just based on my work as a nutritionist, on my understanding of how the body works. And um, I'm always open to learning, to changing. Like I'm so aware that um, a lot of things I might think now I might change my mind on in a few years time. And I'm okay with that because I'm open to learning. I'm constantly asking questions. I'm constantly learning and trying to understand more and read the research. And in, in just working with people, I'm constantly learning more about how uh, the body works. So um, that those are a couple of little foundations before we dive in. So let's be kind to each other be aware that everybody wants the same thing and just know the parameters of my, you know, professional opinion. Like I have some information on this, 
because I work in health and work in knowing how the immune system works, but I'm not, I'm not an expert in this, FYI, in case you thought I was. Okay, so how can we make, like, using the COVID vaccine as an example, but really what I'm talking about here is how can we make really empowered decisions about certain medical decisions that we need to make? And this could be something you might apply to, like, I applied these similar questions to my recent birth. I had a um, twin, I gave birth to twins about seven months ago. Obviously, there's a lot more uh, risk and anxiety involved in giving birth to twins. So I applied this kind of rough framework to also making decisions around my birth and my birth plan and all of that kind of thing. I've applied it even recently to a lesser extent with my daughter. Um, she had some skin issues. We were trying lots of natural treatments for a while. It wasn't getting better. So I kind of applied this framework before I decided um, and went and got some kind of pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical, a pharmaceutical solution, a pharmaceutical steroid solution for her skin, um, which we ended up doing. But I kind of roughly went through this framework as well before I made my decision. So I hope that this is helpful. So, and, and again, this is the, I'm going to share with you the questions and these are specifically going to be applied to the COVID vaccine as an example, but generally you could apply this to lots of things. So the first thing when we're looking, if we use an example of the COVID vaccine, and if you're wondering about this, which if you listen to this podcast, you probably are, because I've had tons of people ask me about this, is um, it's asking yourself some questions. And again, you're not going to get the all the information on this. You don't need to do tons of research, but it, it can just help you in the decision-making process to kind of look and answer these questions. So number one, what does the vaccine do? How does it work? What is the function? Like what, what, how is it meant to work? What is it supposed to do? That's really helpful to know. It's surprising when I'm working with clients and they have treatments or they have drugs for things and again, you're not going to be an expert and know everything, but they have no idea really what the, what the treatment or the drug or whatever is, is actually doing to their body. So in the case of the COVID vaccine, what does it do? And, and how will this vaccine, in this case, or other medical intervention, protect me, help me, or in the case of the COVID vaccine, protect me and others? You know, like how is it going to do this? And what exactly? is it protecting me from in the case of the vaccine? So what does the vaccine do? How does it work in the body? Useful to know. If you want a rough idea of how that happens, the, the, the kind of the idea behind vaccines in general, um, how this specific vaccine works, what will it actually protect you from and won't, what will it not protect you from? Because it's not a perfect solution, obviously, because um, people are still getting COVID, it's, COVID is still spreading, there's lots of data var Delta variants and all these different things. So it's obviously not, the vaccine hasn't stopped COVID. So what actually is it protecting you from? Because it's not, it's evidently not a get the vaccine and it's the end. Also, another question outside of that is how do viruses work? So viruses, again, from my understanding, and I'm always learning, and this could be wrong, but from my understanding thus far of how viruses work is they actually are constantly shifting, mutating. Different viruses will shift and change at different rates depending on how that virus works and the kind of its coding and DNA and all those kind of things. But say with the COVID vaccine, we, we already know it's already been in the news. We have different variants of it. Um, so viruses are constantly shifting and evolving. So with the COVID vaccine, my question is what what exactly is the COVID protect uh, the vaccine protecting you from if this vaccine is always evolving and shifting? It's a bit like the 
and again, the flu, the flu virus is a different one, but often we're in, encouraged to get a flu vaccine regularly because, again, it shifts and change. And you know with the flu vaccine, just because you've got the vaccine, it doesn't actually, it, does, it doesn't guarantee you're not going to get the flu because it's just useful to know how that works. So how do viruses in themselves work? And, and note with this that viruses, humans have been subject to viruses our whole life, and it's actually, and not just our whole lives, but for decades and centuries and centuries and it's actually part of how we've evolved and viruses are always actually kind of in a way a part of a healthy human a healthy gut microbiome the create without resistance without challenge it's really difficult for us to stay healthy meaning if you have a newborn baby and you create no challenge for that baby no germs no viruses no bacteria no no need to learn, no challenge, you will end up with a very sick child. We need, as humans, we need um, elements of challenge for our immune system to develop, for our gut microbiome to develop. We, you know, we see this clearly in children. And there is the kind of hygiene hypothesis or view that we've become so sterile that it's that we create more problem. And I saw this when I worked in hospital for a few years, you know, wards were always closing because of um, like C. diff and these kind of antibiotic resistant strains that were coming up because we had, we killed off so much bacteria, created such sterile environments. So we actually kind of created these new, very problematic um, strains of bacteria that were resistant to these things. Anyway, that's kind of I digress. But how do viruses work? We've um, been told a lot through media that um, that like this virus is a is a big threat. But know that we're constantly facing viruses, colds, flus. Um, the, you have gotten to where you are now as a human. Your immune system has gotten to the place as it is now as a human because you've had viral infections and your body has created resiliency against them. Now, obviously, some viral infections are much worse than others. There is, you know, it's there is a hierarchy to that for sure. But just knowing roughly how viruses work. Um, also, whenever I'm looking at um, vaccines, drugs, any kind of pharmaceutical um, intervention, I always want to know what the ingredients are. That's always really helpful. So a lot of vaccines, and I'm not 100% sure with the COVID vaccine, I think this is the case. A lot of vaccines are created using... Um, uh, are created through using cells from aborted babies, which obviously some people would have an ethical consideration with, some people wouldn't, but things like that. Um, I haven't vaccinated my own children yet. We're delaying that um, because there was a couple of papers in 2016 and 2017 and a couple of other ones that actually showed in, your, in a lot of the childhood vaccines, so not COVID vaccines, but childhood vaccines, there was incredibly toxic amounts of aluminium and other really problematic toxic amounts, way more than what should have been in there, according to government guidance. So um, what's the ingredients? And this could go with medications. This might go with maybe you're weighing up taking chemotherapy. Like what actually is roughly going in your body? Um, just so you know, it. this isn't necessarily like, oh, well, uh, I don't want, you know, I know the ingredients, so I'm definitely not going to have it. No, it's just so that you can be really empowered. I think... Um, ignorance and just not knowing is what can make you feel um, really disempowered often in the medical system where you're just like, oh, I did this thing, but I, I didn't know that it might leave me infertile or I did this thing and I didn't know it might give me, increase my chances of IBS or I did this thing and I, 
I didn't know it might make me, you know, increase my chance of depression or insomnia or whatever it is. Those are just examples. I'm not actually, you know, tying them to anything. But what are the ingredients? Also, what are the known side effects and risk factors? So you could summarize how and how to make a decision if you really just wanted a one line, one question answer. It's just figuring out what are the risks versus the benefits. And there's always going to be risks with pharmaceutical interventions. There's always risks there, but there's obviously benefits. So essentially what I do when making medical decisions and with COVID vaccine is I look at what are the potential risks, what are the potential benefits, and basically it's just a case of weighing those up. Plus, I also think a little bit of intuition and inner knowing also helps with that. But if you're actually looking at the stuff, it's just weighing up the risks of your body. You know, do you know, is there genetic issues going on? Do you, what's your health history? Maybe you've had lots of autoimmunity and you've had post-viral fatigue before, maybe you've reacted badly to vaccines before, maybe you have already have IBS and a whole host of health issues, maybe there's loads of stuff going on, you know, all of that will help and should in um, be a part of how you actually make your decision. So what are the known side effects and what are the potential risk factors? And and then another thing you want to really look at is, um, it, especially in terms of the COVID vaccine is just what what's the data that we have what's the long-term data that we have and how potentially could this impact me so those are just some of the more kind of quantitative questions to ask yourself in terms of you know we're using the covid vaccine as an example but you could replace that word with um any other treatment any other drug that you're maybe wondering of whether to take maybe you've been told a hysterectomy is the best thing for you okay so you could replace this framework and just instead of covid vaccine put hysterectomy so what actually does the vaccine do how does it work in my body and what exactly does it protect me or others from uh, what how do viruses work in general what are the ingredients and what are the known side effects and risk factors and your job is essentially to weigh that up those are some really great just practical questions to know they're also great questions to ask to your gp i have known a couple of people that have just asked their gps this they've asked for the research the written studies the references for these things and a lot of the time gps are really open to it and to be honest in the case of the covid vaccine they're really open to saying you know what we actually don't have a lot of data on this this is uh we, we just don't have it we don't know um so that is really helpful so that's the more quantitative question asking siding then there's the other aspect um of decision making that i always play uh that i think plays a role in it some of this has your intuition like what do you feel peaceful about what feels right so in the case of the code vaccine if the idea of not taking it makes you feel so anxious and stressed and it means you're gonna go outside less you're gonna exercise less you're gonna interact with others less because you don't have the vaccine then potentially getting the vaccine might be a really good idea for you because it will it will reduce your stress levels you that's what you feel more peaceful about it will encourage you to do and engage in more healthful activities you know all of those things that would make sense for why you would make that decision um other things is you know on the other side of things you might really you know you might have had loads of health issues you might have an autoimmune problem you might have already be chronically fatigued and the idea of uh, taking a vaccine just feels like too much of a risk for you it makes you feel anxious and worried and stressed and the whole idea of taking it just feels like oh my goodness like it it just feels like another source of stress for you then it, again that would make total sense for maybe you might just push the pause button on getting the COVID vaccine or for now you might just say no I'm not going to take it this year but I'll review it next year and I'll maybe take it then 
really learning to figure out, okay, what's my body saying? What do I feel peaceful about? And what is really going to help me emotionally in the long run? That's also a really important question to ask. Also, I also like to think, I'm a very strategic thinker, if you haven't picked up on this. And I ask a lot of questions um, about systems and structures and how things work. So it's also really thinking about um, what systems do you trust? I think it's a really great question when you're looking at making medical decisions. And and I, I don't, I really do mean that as a genuine question of curiosity and finding your own answers to that. So what I mean by that is um, a lot of conventional medicine is heavily weighted in with pharmaceuticals. So the pharmaceutical industry meaning drugs. And we all know that drugs are great. Like <laughs> drugs are great. After giving birth to my twins recently, you know, I I was so grateful that someone had made drugs. It was, I mean, hooray. But it's worth knowing the system and the structure of the pharmaceutical industry, what that is, what that system is, and how it runs. It's really helpful when you're making decisions. So the pharmaceutical industry is one of the biggest money-making industries in the world, um, and it's a for-profit business. They're not charities. that drug companies are not charities. They are private sector for-profit businesses. They will not produce a drug if, it, if they will not make profit on it, meaning they're not going to produce a drug that you only ever take once and you never need ever, ever, ever again necessarily, unless it's a really expensive drug and they can charge, um, you know, enough for it. They are for-profit. So that that's what their goal is. They're looking to make profit long-term. It's also worth knowing with vaccines, vaccines are billion pound dollar industries. So this um, contract with the COVID vaccine is obviously even just that vaccine itself is making probably a small group of people a very large amount of money. So it's just worth knowing that. That doesn't, that's not, you don't actually need to attach judgment on that. It's just, it's just information. So what are the systems at work? Then you have obviously our health system in the UK, which is where I live. I have our national health system, which is brilliant in so many ways, but it is a system. It is a structure. It is based on frameworks and certain beliefs and certain biases. So what are those? So um, what are those systems? And ultimately, what systems do you trust? It's really helpful. And it's really just worth knowing what that is, making decisions on that. And, um, and that can really help you make decisions. So for example... For my personal biases and beliefs and the systems that I trust, I'll, exp I'll, I'll give you an example by sharing with you what I trust. So for me, I do not really trust pharmaceutical companies to make the best decision for my body. I really don't. Um, that's my personal opinion. That's not advice to give you, but that is roughly how I think. I um, They are a for-profit company, um, millions of well, actually, I don't know if it is millions, but a large percentage of people die every year from drug issues, more so than, say, you know, supplements or all these other things that we're told to be way more scared of. There's a huge amount of side effects that come from a lot of medications that we're often not told about. And while I'm really grateful for the drugs that have helped my quality of life and my pain and these kinds of things, and for the people that I love around me, uh, I, it's not a system I trust. In it, it, like I don't, um, what's the word, unconditionally trust the pharmaceutical industry at all. It's for profit. Um, a lot of people that are the heads of these pharmaceutical businesses, often you find them to be the head of food industry and sometimes arms and it gets a bit murky and I don't like to go down that rabbit hole. But for me personally, that's not a system I trust. 
also in terms of our national health system, whilst I'm really grateful for it, um, I know that it's, I, my belief is that the National Health Service is really great for acute illnesses, superb at that. But for more chronic ongoing illnesses, it's not a system I trust to help me with, with chronic illness. Because just my own experiences, I've kind of been left in the gap in the past before of, well, you're not dying, you don't have this disease, but oh well. <laughs> so what systems do you trust is a really, really important one. Um, and for some people, they really do trust and just intrinsically entrust their doctors and healthcare professionals. That's great. I actually don't. Intrins I really respect their opinion. I really respect their education, their expertise, their experience. I will always want to hear what they have to say, but I don't intrinsically trust it without questioning. But to be fair, if you listen to this podcast, you'll probably know I don't really trust anything without questioning it. So... <laughs> I'm a questioner, guys. I ask a lot of questions. Um, but not a lot of people do. And then that can make you feel actually down the road a bit more like a victim because you've not, you didn't know these things because you didn't ask the questions for it. Um, so that's a little bit of my framework. I have some practical questions like that I ask, what does it do? How does it work? What does it protect me from? What are the side effects? What are the risk factors? You know, essentially weighing up the pros and cons, risks versus benefits. Then you want to add that information to what is your intuition? How do you feel? Who do you trust? What are the systems at work here? Is anyone profiting from your decision? Does someone make a lot of money from you saying yes or no to something? Um, all of those things are worth are worth looking at. And so in terms of the COVID vaccine and using that as an example for making medical decisions, I've kind of looked through all of this. And again, I've, I've not spent like hours and hours and hours researching this on PubMed and Google Scholar and blah, blah, blah. Also with the COVID vaccine, because it's new, we actually don't have loads, like tons of information like we would do with like the MMR vaccine for example, which has been around for years and there's been loads of controversy of it. There's like fair, there's more information of that because it's been around long enough. Um, so I have looked at these kind of questions and then listened to my own gut and figured out what I kind of feels peaceful for me. So bearing that in mind, in terms of the choices I've made, um, I haven't been vaccinated yet. I'm not actually anti vaccine. I've looked at some of the ingredients of uh, the, the two main va uh, vaccines that are used and uh, they uh, seem, I mean they're not amazing, <laughs> but it doesn't seem to be horrendous. Um, I'm totally open to being vaccinated. I just want to see more of the long-term data. I know that the um, safety trials for the vaccine will be complete in 2023, I think it is. So um, I would really just like to see that longer term safety trial complete before I decide. And the reason I make that decision is because I'm also not a high risk person. I'm very healthy. I'm in my 30s. I don't have autoimmune conditions. I am proactive every day in terms of supporting my immune system, lowering my stress levels, getting vitamin D, all these things that we know to be really supportive. Um, and from when I've looked at the actual data in terms of death rates and these kind of things, the um, I personally, from the data that I've looked at, don't think that the COVID virus, the pure viral um, infection itself is as um, threatening as we've been told it is. It seems to mainly have the highest death rates with people over, I think it's 85, I think. Um, we looked, me and my husband in a true geeky fashion, spent last Christmas holiday looking at all the death rates in the UK and the different trends and spikes and when does it spike and when, you know, like just comparing death rates of, you know, the pandemic versus death rates of 
previous years, essentially. And it for my age bracket and my health, it I, I do not feel at all worried about any long-term health implications from the coronavirus. Not at all. So, makes sense for me not to be vaccinated. So, again, I might change my mind. More research might come up. More data, the data might change. You know, a new variant might come up that might, you know, affect things. Although I will say, again, this is from my knowledge and this could be wrong, the actual vaccine doesn't actually seem to protect you, A, from getting the virus or from spreading it. So I'm not, and also because there's so many different variants I don't really, I'm not very clear on what exactly the vaccine is protecting me from when we have so many different variants going around and it's also not stopping me from spreading it to other people and it's also not protecting me from fully getting it. I'm not, until I'm 100% clear of what I'm actually getting protected from, I will not be partaking in it because I don't know what the long-term risks are and side effects of it. So for me, it feels like a very illogical choice. Like I just, it's not even that emotive. I'm not like, I'm not a passionately anti-vaccine person. I'm totally up for having vaccines. I've had loads of vaccines before. My kids will have vaccines at some point. I'm totally up for that. And I know I'm grateful for, um, you know, vaccines have protected me from tetanus before and rabied dogs in Mexico and all these things. But it just felt illogical. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm at risk. I feel like the actual viral impact of the COVID has been way overplayed by the media from looking at the data and death rates and actual who is actually at risk. I'm not naturally someone who is at risk. I'm also someone who is very proactive at supporting my immune system and supporting my health. And I, that's that's not something I, I own my responsibility for that. And I do stuff every day to help with that. So until I know more data, until I'm more confident of the side effects and the long-term effects on my body, um, it's not something I feel like I need. Now, that might change because obviously they're... Um, they're thinking uh, they're doing more COVID passport type things. So um, our human rights essentially are slowly being eroded because, uh, if, you know, there's going to be limits on what you can and can't do if you're vaccinated, which feels like a massive infringement of human rights, in my opinion. Um, it's a bit like, oh, anyway, I won't even go down that. That is something I'm very concerned about and just in terms of our freedom and civil liberties that we have had up until this point and is slowly being getting taken away by um, a virus which anyway I'll not go down that rabbit hole but it might be that I can't travel or I can't leave the country without being vaccinated so I might have to review this and look at it again and it might be that you know when I again weigh up the risks and benefits and the pros and cons that I actually think you know what having a holiday in Italy (laughs) is worth the potential risks of being vaccinated. At the moment, it does not feel, I don't feel that way, but that might change. And also I might learn some stuff. I might learn that I've been totally wrong about some of the stuff I know. It might be, you know, I'm always open to learning, but that is my um, choice and how I've applied that framework. Now you can answer those questions and apply a completely different framework. Chances are if you're listening to this, you're kind of on the edge and maybe you've delayed having your vaccine anyway. A lot of people have had it by now. So if you were going to have it, you might already have it. And you know, fair enough, that's that. Um, But that's more where I've come to on this. There's lots of things obviously at play. And I obviously, I'm a holistic nutritionist. I have my own biases 
and my own experience. I actually remember having a bit of a vaccine injury as a child. So obviously that comes into play. I also know a little bit about my genetics and my ability to detox and things like that, which I know already aren't great. So for me, the risk, the unknowns, let's just say, it's not even maybe necessarily a risk, but just the unknowns of the COVID vaccine to me are, it's, I just don't know enough about it to potentially, to, you know, to put it in my body. Cause it's also something that once it's done, it's done. So again, but I, that's my decision for this year. And then in next year, I'll review it again and decide and have a look or if things change or if my, um, civil liberties get further stripped away because I am not complying to a medical, you know, mandate, um, which just as a side note, if, if, you know, if you've been abroad, obviously everything that's been happening in Texas recently about abortion laws changing and basically women not being able to access abortions in the state of Texas, that's happened in the last few weeks of recording this. If that is something that outrages you, which in my personal opinion, I think it should, then also this kind of vaccine passport, um, legislation that is going through should also outrage you. I don't think the government should decide what goes in my body or what comes out of my body. I feel like my body should be my decision to make of what I put in it and what comes out of it. (laughs) I think I feel like that's a basic human right, personally speaking, and has been the case for many, many years. And why, you know, we fight for various laws and various options to be made. So that is something I am very concerned about in this whole thing. But that's a side note. And that's my own personal opinions and thoughts and views and concerns. So that, to be fair, is what I am way more anxious about than whether I'm going to get COVID or not. Um, and we've had a, had, had a couple of viral infections the last over the last 18 months, so we might have already had it as a family. Um, I'm not sure. So I hope this has been helpful. And no, remember what I said at the start, we can disagree on things. Um, and I, I would actually, my gen, I would be genuinely happy if you got to this podcast at the end, you answered these questions or this framework, or just use this podcast as a way to just engage in a bit of your own kind of problem solving and um, thinking. And actually your, the end result for you is you go and get the vaccine. That actually would, would make me really happy because it would be then really would be your choice. You will have thought it through. It would feel empowered. It would feel right. It would feel peaceful and you would go and do it. That is a great outcome for the end of this podcast. Just same with the other way. Maybe you've been on the fence about it. You've not been sure. You've not felt, you felt a bit anxious about it. And this has kind of helped you to answer some of those questions and solidified your own decision. My genuine goal is that people um, ask good questions, that they... Um, are aware of the systems and the things at play that go on in our world and are not um, blind to that and then just make the best decisions for their body for their peace of mind for their stress levels for their lifestyles you know you might be in a job where you're working with people all the time and you're in hospitals and you're you know whatever I'm not in your position so I've hope shared with you my own views I hope you are kind with my own personal views as I would be with yours as well okay So I hope this has been really helpful. I know this is a little bit of a random thing, but I've just had so many clients ask me, so many people emailing me, so many people DMing me just with my thoughts. And I want to share this with you, my approach, because I do think my approach is very different. How I work with clients is very different, you know, because I don't, I'm not really harshly judgmental on either side. Like I'm not like, you should never take any drugs. It's terrible. Like, 
I try to stay curious and I'm aware that so much of this stuff is really in the murky gray in the middle. And I think why clients love working with me, to be honest, is I'm not, I don't, I want people, genuinely want people to make the best choices for them and to make empowered choices. I don't necessarily judge them for what they decide to do. It's really about you making a choice that feels really good for you and is informed and is empowered. Okay, so I hope this has been really helpful. If you want to know more about working with me, then do get in touch. Otherwise, feel free to ask me your questions, sending you lots of love. Um, and yeah, I will see you next week for another episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I'm so glad that you are here. And if you're looking for more in-depth, personalized support, then remember, I'm currently taking on new clients so we could get started working together super soon. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book to book in your call with me and we'll just chat it through what it looks like, what it would look like for you and answer all of your questions and you can decide if it's a good fit. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book, book in your call with me and we can chat super soon on Zoom, which would be really fun. It'd be like a podcast, but where you can reply. which is always fun. So I would love to chat with you. So head to keziahall.com forward slash book and we can just chat it through. This is a really chilled, informal chat. No pressure, no weird weird sales techniques, just a chat on Zoom and feel free to bring a cup of tea. Okay. I look forward to speaking to you soon. Bye.